fantastic. We're blessed, aren't we? We are blessed indeed. I'm going to have a look this morning, if you'll allow me and your patience will allow me to mention daffodils again. I know it's that time of year. It is, honestly, but we're going to have a look at Psalm 113. Um, and I've titled this message this morning, I don't often share the title with you, but I thought I would this morning, Love Lavished. Love Lavished. Or if you're more Southern, because there are a few amongst us, Love Lavished. Thank you. Thank you. But for the Northerners, it's love, all right? <laughs> We're going to have a look, as I say, at Psalm 113, and it is an absolutely beautiful psalm, um, but there's a, a particular section in it, just verse 3, which uh, we're going to draw our attention to. But of course, as you have noticed, I hope, spring has almost sprung. Isn't it incredible? What a difference some, some sunshine makes. What a difference. There's flowers starting to happen. The snowdrops are in full bloom. And it's age-related. I was 38 yesterday. I know, I know. The younger ones amongst us are like, the, the what? Snowdrops, those little white beautiful ones that sort of look towards the ground. They look like a snowdrop. Anyway, and then of course the crocuses, they're starting to poke through, are they not? Colour is happening. And of course my favourite of all the springtime flowers is the daffodil. Um, and you might ask the reason, Matt, why is it your favourite? I've shared with this with you before. There are several reasons. But one is, the daffodil is, is it not just the most incredible thing? Look at that. That's fresh out of my garden this morning. I know. Delightful. Next to my chicken pen. <laughs> the chicken's not so delightful. But the, the daffodil is incredible. This is the uh, trumpet daffodil, should you need to know. And you'll notice that actually, bizarrely, I have two different daffodils. And they're, they're both trumpet daffodils, but one is a micro one and one is a large one. Now, there are 36 varieties of daffodil. I've shared this with you before. The question is, though, as I always ask myself, is why? I don't understand why. I always like to know why. Anybody else got one of, those, uh, one of those brains that just wants to find out? I'm a kinesthetic learner. I've shared that with you before as well, which means I like to put my hands to things in order to find out how they work. 36 varieties of daffodil. Why? Do you know why? Just because. Just because. Why would God not make 36 varieties of daffodil? Why just stick with one? Let's have 36. I like it. And for that reason and that reason alone, essentially, they are my favourite flower. They were also my Nana's favourite. She would have been 94 today. How incredible. But she's at home in glory with the Lord and the daffodils are way better there. <laughs> that we can be absolutely sure. But what I like as well about all the bulb flowers is they seem to have a level of persistence and commitment that I think is aspirational. They seem to do, whilst everybody else is going along their daily life, they seem to be doing absolutely nothing. When you can't see them, you can't hear them, they're just under the ground, in the dirt, seemingly doing nothing. Yet, they are doing something. They are growing and they are readying themselves for a particular time. And as you uh, have a look at the daffodil, they wait for a particular 
level of temperature of the soil in the ground, this time of year, when the ground gets to that particular temperature, they start to poke up. And as they break through the soil, they're drawn up by the sun until eventually they come into this beautiful bloom, which I don't know whether you've ever noticed, and all flowers do this, but particularly the daffodil, because it's made in such a way that it follows the sun from east to west. So all through the day, as the, as the sun picks it up, it will follow the sun all through the day. And I find that incredible. But not just that, I find that, as I've already said, aspirational. Because, listen, if we look like, perhaps, there are times in our lives where we seem like we're doing, you know, maybe nothing seems to be happening. But behind the scenes, God willing, we're in the Word, amen? Behind the scenes, we're praying. Behind the scenes, we're worshipping. We're making sure, much like that ball, that when the time is right, that we are ready to come into full bloom for God. And that we, as Christians, we follow the sun. Amen? Let's close in prayer. <laughs> but I find them absolutely beautiful because they fill me with hope and joy. But importantly, they fill me with praise for my Creator. Because when you look at the design of all of these things, and the flowers are just one, creation is a, a marvellous thing, that you are drawn to the majesty of the Creator. The psalmist in 113 was, I am absolutely certain, and, and I cannot confirm this, all right? But he was looking at a daffodil when he penned it, all right? <laughs> Psalm 113, it, as, as the psalmist wrote these words, he begins with praise. Or if you go back into the Hebrew, it's hallelujah. The same thing, praise the Lord. Let's just read it through. Verse 1, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He sets them with princes and the prince, uh, with the princes of his people. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord or hallelujah. What an absolutely beautiful song. And it's filled with the realisation, the hope that we have in and through our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. But the hope that we have in God. As you see the word at the beginning, um, and Kenny pointed it out for us a couple of weeks ago, uh, just to remind us, the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, is Yahweh. This is Yahweh, the Creator God, in the beginning. This is the God that we are talking about. Praise the Lord or hallelujah as we see in verse 1 and in verse 9. So it's like a praise sandwich. Anybody else like a praise sandwich? It's like a praise sandwich. There are so many different fillings you can have in a sandwich. But praise is a, quite a good one. A praise sandwich wrapped up in hallelujah. Wrapped up in praise the Lord. 
It's a blanket of praise from the very beginning. And he says in verse 3, from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. And when we look upon creation and so many, uh, so many people, groups throughout history have found themselves worshipping creation, not the creator. And when we look at the things in creation, they are marvellous. They are absolutely beautiful. They astound me in their wonder and their magnificence. But it draws our eye to a greater place. It draws our eye to a creator, somebody who bought the stars and put the planets into place, somebody who created the heavens and the earth, somebody who took time to say, let's not just do one variety of daffodil, took the time to say, let's not just have one variety of rose, let's not just have the giraffe, which looks really weird with its really big neck, but let's have an elephant that has a random trunk. Let's have an ant that's so small, yet so annoying. Let's have a spider, because why have two legs when you can have eight? Or a centipede, why not? Or a millipede, particularly weird. But why not? Why not? God has so lavished his love on us, and we can see that through creation. We can see how much he loves us, because we've not just got grey skies and no beautiful flowers. We've got wonder and beauty at every single turn, at every season that we have. As our planet goes around the sun, as I have, just one more time. The reality then, church, as we marvel and we sit in the joy of creation, that we have an opportunity, as the psalmist has done here, to declare the praise of God. Amen? We have the opportunity with the way that we are, with the way that we behave, with the praise who we bring to our God, to bring praise so that people around about us know that there is a God who loves them. How do I know? Well, just look at creation. Just look at what you have around you. And when you've got people's attention then, it allows you to show something more magnificent, what than even creation, yes. Something more magnificent than even that. That we, as Christians, those of us that have put our faith and our trust in the Lord, have received something so special, something so indescribable, something so wonderful, that not only has it changed our life in this very moment, but it has changed the trajectory that we were on and given us an eternity of hope and praise to this creator God. And we as a church then have the opportunity to be able to share that joy with the world, with those around about us. And the challenge for us as Christians is when it seems like it's quiet, nothing really seems to be happening, is that we are hunkered down in the word, amen? That we are hunkered down in our prayer life, that even when it seems like it's quiet, that we have a word of praise on our lips. And when we're praying for those things that, Lord, I so desperately want, Lord, if it be your will, those prayers that come from down here, Lord, this is my desire. This is the desire of my heart. 
that we have that word of praise on our lips that says, God, I know that you're in control because I've seen the giraffe. I know that you're in control because I've seen the fact that the world has gone round the sun again. I have seen that you're in control because the seasons are there for me to see that you're in control. I have seen that your perfection of how we are made allows us to do what we do and take for granted for. That I can get out of bed in the morning. I can breathe in the fresh air as I step through the front door. And I can enjoy all that you have done. Lord, I know, even in the quiet, that you are making me ready so that when the time comes, my face is turned to you and I can track you throughout the day. And church, this is the joy that we have as his children. We can learn so much from creation and we take it, I think, so often for granted. I take it for granted during the winter months when I'm really miserable. (laughs) But there's wonder in that too. I just haven't found it yet. (laughs) I'm joking. But you see, we have such a joy and a privilege that the only thing I think that we can do is do what happens here as the psalmist goes on, verse 4. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look in the heavens and the earth, he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the, uh, lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and with the princes of his people. He settles the childless women in the home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. Now listen, Psalm, five, uh, Psalm 113 verse 5 through 9 points to someone who cares. It points to someone who loves. It points to someone who has lavished so much love on his people that he cares, he raises up, he answers prayer, and he clearly loves his children. The psalmist talks of his experience or Israel's collective experience of God. But I think as the New Testament church, we have something even greater, a realisation of this love through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a realisation to know that the cross speaks of the love that he has for us. Not only is his creation absolutely outstanding, but God said, look, sin has separated you and I'm not going to leave you like that. I'm going to send my son God in flesh is going to come down to earth and he is going to show us, oh, what love the Father has lavished on us. Amen? Amen. What joy we have as his church to say, I have experienced his love. That God so loved me, God so loved the world that he gave. He didn't leave us in our state of sinfulness. He said, no, I'm going to make a way for you to come back into a relationship with me. Church, we didn't deserve that. But by his grace, being given what we do not deserve, we have a greater realisation that says, I have a saviour and his name is Jesus. Amen. He sent his only and precious son. Our prayers were answered. 
We received the Saviour in the Lord Jesus who has opened up for us, as the word says, a new and living way. For each of us, if we accept Christ as our Saviour, we will receive life and life to the full in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. The psalmist knew and he had experienced God's love firsthand. You don't pen words like that unless you've experienced that love. You think of love between one and another, that my wife has written a birthday card for me that made me want to cry. Not because it was horrible, I'm hasten to add, but because of the love that she has for me. And she wouldn't have that love for us if she hadn't experienced that love back to her. And we as the church... Listen, while we were still sinners, the Bible says, Christ died for us. He has lavished his love on us well before we gave any love back to him. He has lavished us with his love in creation well before we were even born. Well before we even took our first breath. He has lavished his love on us. And he has wrought a salvation plan for each and every single one of us because of his love for us. And the psalmist has experienced it and he pens the psalm because of that joy. That he has seen it, he can testify to his love. And I know that there are so many in this building that could do exactly the same. That we have experienced the lavish love of God in each of our lives. And that church is a joy beyond measure. I've already mentioned the verse, but 1 John 3 and verse 1. If you're an underliner or a highlighter, and this isn't highlighted in your Bible, I do have a highlighter available. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And I love this statement. And that is what we are. Amen? As we put our faith and our trust in him, he has lavished this love on us. Oh, what love he's lavished on us. That we should be called children of God, church. And that is what we are. If you haven't experienced this love for yourself just yet, then I would encourage you this morning, don't delay. Because it brings a joy and a hope in a world that's full of quite the opposite. That says, I know that my God is in control. I know that he loves me. I can see it in creation. I've experienced it as, 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 as I've accepted his son as my own personal saviour. And we are here today to testify that he is in control, that he is God. The word says that we should ask, that we should seek and that we should knock. And if we do, the door will be open to us. He is waiting for you today. Forgiveness, church. Forgiveness for those that don't yet know Christ as Saviour is just a prayer away. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, if we were to pray this morning and we were to say, Lord, I am sorry for the sin in my life. Father, I am sorry for the things that I've done that have separated me from your love. And Father, this morning, I thank you for your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I thank you that he would take my place on the cross. I thank you, Lord God, that he has defeated sin and death. And Father, as we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can pass from death to life. And I pray, Lord God, that if there's anybody in here this morning that does not yet know you as their own personal saviour, that has never prayed that prayer, that, Lord, your Holy Spirit would move, that you would quicken hearts and that lives might be changed. Father, we thank you for creation and its beauty. And, Father, we look at its magnificence. But, Lord, that draws our eye higher. And, Lord, we just bring our praise and our adoration to you this morning. We lift high the name of Jesus together as we continue in our worship together as your church. And we pray, Lord God, that you would help us to leave this place with that joy and that smile on our face and in our heart as we bring glory to you, we pray. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen.